hat on. Yay. Yay. Hello, everyone. This is Mayhu Coach of Bold Brave Woman Community. And I am so excited to be here with my guest and dear friend, Elizabeth Carrington. Mm. Playing my game. This is a new game that I just uh, created for myself and for all my guests. It's called 10Q, 10 questions. We get a total of 10 questions to ask each other uh, about anything. Anything, uh, of course, everything in life is about relationship. That's how it is in my world. So everything about relationship. And I'm pretty sure that uh, it's going to be relevant and fun and spicy when Elizabeth and I are together, especially with the topic today, which is the erotic blueprint. All right. Hello, darling. Would Hello. you like to come in and say hi to the audience and then hi. see what will happen next? Yes. Let's have some fun. Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. And thanks for inviting me, May. Oh, you are most welcome. So erotic blueprint is a love of Elizabeth. And I know a tiny bit about it. I don't know much. So I'm going to elect to ask question first and Elizabeth get to answer first. And we only have five questions. So we have to make the question count. All right. And I have to just start with Elizabeth. What is the erotic blueprint? <laughs> right? It's not rocket science over here. <laughs> you have to ask the basics first. Yeah, the erotic blueprints. I it I think it's just a compelling question waiting to happen, right? Because it's so. What are the erotic blueprints? Well, one way of describing the erotic blueprint, you know, whoever designed that was such a smart marketer. Exactly. We give homage to Jaya for her brilliance in naming this map, and really. Um, it is, if you know about the love languages, the five love languages, think the love languages in the bedroom. That's oh, okay. So what we're talking about is five- well, just, just in case people don't know what the love languages are, that's another body of work. I forget the guy's name, do you remember? Mm, nope, y'all guarantee anyway, Chapman, Chapman. Okay, the yeah. five languages of love where um, he asserts that for human being, we have, five ways of expressing love and receiving love. Right. Right. And, and when those are, those ways are being met, we feel loved. <laughs> when right. they're not being met, doesn't matter what people are giving to us, we feel unmet right. and not enough love. Right. And if that's enough for that, you can look it up, the five languages of love. Okay, back yeah. to the erotic blueprint because it's, it's so much. So better. it's basically the same metaphor. So if you're um so if your love language in the in the love languages of Gary Chapman is touch and you're a person who loves affection and when you're being touched you feel like oh he loves me or she loves me you know um and you're getting and you're getting all these gifts and all these other wonderful things but you're not getting the affection that you love you really feel starved for love. So it's the same basic idea. So in the bedroom, we map five different ways of receiving uh, our erotic attention or our turn on, right? And so you could be getting all day long your partner's version of that. And you're like, oh, that totally doesn't do it for me. I'm totally missing them. You're like this, you know? And your partner's, usually what happens is your partner gives you what they want and you give your partner what you want and you find this feeling of being frustrated and disconnected and you wonder why people are living in sexless relationships or partnerships, you know? Um, so this is like a, 
the erotic blueprints is like a revolutionary wake up awareness for people in the realm of eroticism and sexuality. It's really a wonderful gift. So there's five of them. And if you want, you can use another question. I, was just, I wasn't going to use my question for that. I was like, well, if I just shut up, she's going to tell me hopefully soon what they are. So I don't have to waste one of my questions on it. <laughs> okay, I'll take the bait. <laughs> so five, right? So there's energetic. And in very brief, the, these are there's there's a lot of richness here, but in very brief, the energetic is turned on by the the tease and anticipation of looking forward to the kiss or looking forward to the connection or looking forward to that moment before you are touched or like it's all about the buildup. Anticipation. Right? It really is. Yeah. So if you go right into somebody who's energetic, they're like, whoa, you overwhelmed me. I'm, a, you know, I feel assaulted by your attack. It almost, it really does mm -hmm. because they are so energetically sensitive, right? And so aware to the flow of what the vibration is in each moment. So that's one of their superpowers is this incredible attunement and sensitivity, right? Their shadow, of course, is that they get easily overwhelmed and they can feel shut down. You know, uh, somebody who's being excited with anticipation and all of a sudden you're like, go right for some body part, you know, genitals or breasts. It doesn't matter. Any part of the body. It's like, oh, my God, it's too much. I feel overstimulated. So they are the ones who for them, uh, less is more, mm. less is more. And um, so that's the energetic, the sensual, of which they all have their own version of superpowers and shadow. But the, the summary in brief of the sensual is all of the senses, you know, whether it's delicious food or whether it's the perfect music that sets the mood or whether it's the, um, you know, they can be very uh, artistic around romance you know they love to do the thing where you go out to dinner and you have a bottle of wine and you talk and you connect and all of that is very sensual you know and they like a certain kind of touch even you know like more of a contouring touch more of a firm touch to the body more of that cuddling mm -hmm. bodies against body you know that's very arousing to them I, i've had husbands that complain that my wife She's got to have all the candles and the flowers and all that stuff all over the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it probably is your way of tuning into something that helps bring you into a state of pleasure and connected mm -hmm. and openness, right? Now, the shadow for the sensual blueprint uh, is that if those things aren't just right, right? They can feel like if there's a pile of stuff on the floor or there's the music is not the vibe that feels good to them or the candles aren't lit, uh, you know, the smells in the air don't smell good, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden they can feel very contracted and they need to be, sensuals need to be in their body, out of their head. They get mm -hmm. stuck in their head and they, if they don't have the environment quite right, they're not going to be uh, connected. Yeah. And I find that a lot of them get stuck in the head yeah they do often that, that that's like, our challenge like things are not right so i can't and then they get end up judging their partners or uh or blaming blaming you know? or uh, and they can't they, they just can't and then it becomes a game of perfection mm. you know getting it right and yeah. then the other partner loses anyway it's a complicated yeah. it's a complicated um yeah 
It yeah. is, which is why the awareness where you can own what's important to you and your partner can see that and go, right. oh, that's just your sensual blueprint again, rather than, right, I can't You're so picky. You so have everything to be so perfect. Exactly. Exactly. That's huge amount of space and compassion of awareness that can shift a dynamic right there. Yeah. So that's the sensual. Now we have the sexual blueprint, which is the third, which is kind of like the American movie version of sex, you know, um, and what we've been told is really sex. Most, most people think that sex is just the sexual blueprint, which is the pursuit of an orgasm, the pursuit of, you know, the genitals, the, the visual stimulation of porn. Yep. Uh, very visual. Um, and it's, it's, let's get to the act of intercourse. That's the focus of the sexual blueprint. Now that's a wonderful thing, you know, um, and, and that's great. You may not have that as your primary blueprint. And in that case, it feels like, whoa, what are you doing? Let's just hold your horses, you know? Um, and this is for men or women. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, women are sexual blueprint. Men are sexual blueprint. Men are not sexual blueprints sometimes. Women are. So this is really, I find the sexual blueprint can take a big burden off of some people that think they're supposed to be a certain way sexually, you know? Um, so that's there. The, the jam of the sexual blueprint is the act of sex and the culmination of orgasm. It's a wonderful thing. It's easy. It's fun. It's playful, right? The shadow How many orgasm can I have today? Yeah, it's, it's like, great. It's nourishing. It's feeding them, right? Um, the shadow of the sexual blueprint is blocking out all the other ways of arousal and enjoying that that anticipation or the smells in the air or the room being just right. All those things are also part of the intimate experience, right? But sexuals can be a little mono-focused. So their challenge is to open their blinders and see other ways of getting to connection and intimacy. So that's sexual. Number four is the kinky blueprint. So the kinky is essentially turned on by all the naughty things, the taboo things, the things that are outside of the comfort zone, you know, oh my God, some people, you know, there's psychological kinky, there's physical kinky, the physical are more on the sensation play, the feeling of being constrained or being held down or being uh, pressure on the body. Taken. What's that? Taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and or the psychological part is this part where your partner's whispering in your ear telling you to do something that you know you're not supposed to do, but you get so turned on by that. It's a wonderful thing. So kinky is multifaceted. There's so much to cover, but let me make sure I cover this, the shadow, which is, is shame, right? So kinkies are immensely creative. They're out of the box. They think in terms of like so many different creative ways, right? Role play and, and fun in that way. And they feel ashamed because in our society, there's not a lot of permission, right? To do it a non-traditional version of sexuality, right? I would say in the world, in yeah. the world society. society. In the whole, exactly. Yeah. So kinky's number four, and then shapeshifter. Shapeshifter is the multi-testerosa, uh, you know, model of of sexual. They are the masters of sexuality. They like all of them. They include all the blueprints in an interaction with somebody. They can be energetic. They can be sexual. They can be kinky. They can be sensual. You know, and they they seem to like have this wave of all the different you know, uh, uh, versions of connection all at once sometimes. And they are, um, the, the, the challenge for the shapeshifter is that they're often starving because they meet their partner in their blueprint. Mm. 
right? And essentially, they meet their partner in their blueprint and they give them what they want, but they don't end up getting all their fulfillment and their needs met. So the shapeshifter is often told that they're too much and they want too much of a, this, you know, they're, they're too they're never satisfied. Yeah. They're never getting all of their needs met. And in truth, until you own that that is true for you and you behave and act and ask from that place, you will be starved and you will appear like too much because you'll be kind of ashamed that you want so much. Right. Oh. So the shapeshifter is a big one to step into and own. And from what I've seen, as people identify their primary blueprint or even their secondary one, some people think, oh, I've got two of these that really flow well together. And they expand into another one sometimes, then they can expand into shapeshifters. Most of the people that I work with over time end up being shapeshifters, not in the beginning, but ultimately, because why not enjoy all the different channels? Why not have all the different things, right? It's like, yeah, why, why restrict yourself? I can also see that then there's, you know, people tend to think linearly, like I achieve this and then that, and I'm going to get there. You know, like I could just see knowing about this, people could shoot themselves into, well, one day I'm going to aspire to be a shapeshifter yeah, or, yeah. or there's a certain pride to say, I'm a shapeshifter. Yeah. I'm everything, you know, right, versus right. just really being true to who you are and what you like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. The ego enough. gets in the way. Yeah, it can. It can. Yeah. Especially in ty typing systems. It's like you think there's one right. that's better than the other. And there is. Okay. Yeah. So second question. Yes. Good job covering that first one. There was, you satisfied at least 10 questions inside that one. I know. That's right. great. <laughs> well done. Okay. So the next question is, is there a, um, oh, okay. Got two questions now. Um, one is, what if you are a sensual and then you're partnered with a sexual? <laughs> yeah. How, how do you bridge that gap? Yeah, that's a great. So the sensuals, for those who are just tuning in right now, the sensuals are the one who needs the candles and the music and the ambiance and the, the smell. Everything is so, and everything is so kind of, I, I'm describing it from a sexual place. <laughs> for, for the sexual, I, I see them as a, everything has to be in the place and that, da, 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 you know, before they can be satisfied. And then the sexual are someone like me, where we're just like, you want to fuck? Great, let's go. <laughs> it's all good. Get to it. So, so how do we bridge that gap? How do we help um, the couple yeah. from that friction? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's the essential question here in working with couples, right? Uh, because almost inevitably, you're going to find that you're in a relationship with somebody with a different primary blueprint. So it's kind of a little bit of the cosmic erotic joke, right? Um, yeah. And so, so one thing, of course, is awareness, right? To understand first, oh my God, we have different blueprints. We are satisfied by different things. No wonder why dot, 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 right? This is always so frustrating for me. No wonder why you're always trying to do this and it drives me crazy. Oh my God. And so hopefully there's some like, aha, that happens where you look at your partner and you go, oh, okay, I see. No wonder why. Oh, honey. Well, that's you know? good for the first couple of times, but then what? Well, you, then you have to, you have to feed the two starving people in that relationship. 
So the sexual probably is like, oh my God, I would have an orgasm one to three times a day, or I would like to do much more exploration visually, whether it's porn or my partner dressing up in way more appealing clothing that would really turn me on. Right. So, and then the sensual is like, well, geez, you know, the last time you touched me and it didn't have an end point, we weren't going anywhere. And you just gave me this full body, all of the smells and all the touch that I love. And then you just let me drift off to sleep in heaven, you know, <laughs> you know, so there has to be some filling up of the love tank, if you will, because both people have been probably chronically frustrated and starved and a little bit, they're a little bit kind of um, resigned, right to, well, it's fine. That's just what he or she likes. That's just what, you know, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say a little bit. I mean, you know, I would say a lot. Yeah. I'd say that's the whole essence of what happened in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you have a family and you're living in a whole lifestyle with somebody, you start to say, well, that's not maybe so important. I mean, some people, many people do. And then they end up being ultimately feeling like, why are we like roommates? Right. And that's a sexless relationship, which are actually really common today. So yeah. this is something that is hard to start because it's like there's such a backlog of frustration and disappointment and unfulfilled right experiences. But then if, especially if you're working with a coach, right, and you're doing it in bite-sized chunks, okay, this week you're gonna spend 20 minutes, right, feeding each other, right? Twice this week that's your homework okay that's a humongous thing right to take on because you you just feel like oh this is too overwhelming right but if you do it with somebody in partnership i think it's a lot easier to recover yeah yeah next question yes uh number three what's your type and what's your partner's type um, so I, uh, originally when I started, I was an energetic sensual. This was a few years ago, right? So you want to turn me on. You just start with that gentle light touch, a lot of eye contact, a lot of presence, right? You're right there with me. There's this feeling of like, we're here together, right? And then you can move into like more sensual, more firm touch bodies together, right? R really wrapping yourselves around each other. And that is a moves me even more toward arousal, right? And then, then the sexual blueprint, then I'm available for that type of connection, more intercourse, more, um, more physical body uh, penetration, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that was kind of like my flow right early on. And then over time, of course, because, you know, it's just pleasure is just joyful, different forms of expression. Uh, it was like, all right, let me just blossom into more kinky and more. Sh and eventually it was shapeshifter. So it's like I like all the things now. But in the beginning, my partner, who's a sexual, <laughs> the energetic and the sexual are like the farthest apart, right? Because yeah. the energetic is all about subtle and, and, the, and the sexual is all about boom, right? So let me take you over the counter. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And for a while early on in the relationship, I was able to override my desire for the more subtle realms. And I was just like, okay, well, that, you know, whatever. Um, and I enjoyed it to an extent, but ultimately, um, as, as I learned about the blueprints, I started to own, cause I was always thinking, why can't he touch me the way I like to be touched? And oh, maybe it's just me. And maybe there's something wrong and maybe I should just not be so picky. And I put this whole trip on myself. Right. But then yeah. when I learned about the blueprints and I learned there was a thing called energetic touch and that blew 
me out of the water. I was like, this is my thing. This is what <laughs> totally makes my body happy. You can do this to me. And I am, I'm happy. I'm done. I'm so, I, I, you know, energetics can have these energetic full body orgasms. They don't even need to be touched. You can just like, hold your energetic focus on them and their body just starts to flow, you know? Wow. That challenge of the energetic with the sexual was the greatest thing to start to bridge. I asked him to, would he be willing to learn to touch me in the way that I liked? It took months. It took months Mm -hmm. and months and months, but eventually he was willing and it took a while because he was just a little coarser. He's like, I don't understand about that. You know, it's like, just, just do it slower, slower, slower. No, slow. Now stop. Now stop. Just stay right there. And I'm happy, oh. you know, so it, it took a long time. But, you know, now we have this dynamic, joyful, full bodied expression, right? Because we both know that sometimes I give him more of what he wants. Sometimes he gives me more of what I want. Sometimes I get a whole night of what I like. Sometimes he's just I just want this focus and I just want to have you take care of me. OK, right. fine, because I feel like there's reciprocity right but that took a while to own and learning about the blueprints was the needle mover for both of us yeah awesome yeah so you answered both two questions there like what what it is and how do you bridge the gap and and be there yeah um let's see you know i love this game because it's just so thorough only five questions and i feel like i learned about the blueprint i see how to use it i see what the gaps are and how you know what 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 couples need to do to 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 meet each other mm. <laughs> in this crevasse of difference right. um so let's see what's in the the next questions what um I'm going to save my last two questions because I don't have a compelling questions at the moment. Okay. Well, okay. tell me, tell me what blueprints you resonate with. Like, tell me a little bit about your experience. I think I'm a mix between sexual and kinky. I don't, I don't need kink to get sexual. So I think I'll probably be primary sexual being. Mm. I really, I mean, all you have to do is just press up against me and <laughs> Yeah. have something hard up against me and i'm like okay yeah <laughs> i'm ready I mean. to go <laughs> which i really like because <laughs> it's fast it's quick it's efficient and um and it can be it can be really fun or the shadow of that is it can be monotonous right because it's just yeah. kind of like boom boom wham bam thank you ma'am kind of thing right. however if one is lasting <laughs> we can go for many rounds i've 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 been with a lover where he would he would count my orgasm yeah and we would be like at 20 something and then after that we're like all right we're stop count and but what's cool though is once you get past the third orgasm and you get to like the teens and then the 20 something there's something new that comes out that is rare that is that is different than than just your first three orgasm and you know so my whole being would light up and there's just more power coming through and there's i i rarely get to get there but i i miss it and i loved it and it's really fun to to just be free for me being sexual is like i'm free of having 
I don't care. I'm free of does it smell in here? Does it, you know, all the things that trip trip my head up that gets in the way of my orgasm or my pleasure. Um, it doesn't matter because I'm so in the act of it and it's just mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. I probably would make a good porn star. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if you know kink and you do a little kink in there, that that makes it even hotter. Yeah. And I do get frustrated with kink sometimes because sometimes you have kink who are sensual or who are energetic. Mm. So then they're all about the ambience and I'm like, where is the fucking? I'm in it for the fucking. Come right. on. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I play with a few men who like love to tie you up and yeah. that's all they want, just to tie you up. And I'm like, wait. That was two hours. Right. <laughs> I'm not getting any turn on by, but they're getting themselves fed by, you right. know, the sensation of it, the beauty of it, the energy of it, and all this stuff. And I'm just kind of like, TikTok, I'm waiting for that penetration. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. You're a true sexual, May. Yes. That's confirmed. I confirm. Yeah. Thank you. Stamp it on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the get right to it. Let's do it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. There's such a, a playfulness and joy in it, you know, and that's why it's important. We don't shame anyone. Like it's great. That's that brings such a lightness and a joyful spirit to the act of sexuality and eroticism. It's so beautiful. It's just that, of course, if it's the only thing, as you say, it can get boring and repetitive and there's no spice and variety, you know, so it has to be augmented with other aspects. So, yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, speaking of judgment, I do feel like sometimes I judge myself or this, it's an in implied, you know, I, I joke and I, I feel like I'm, I love, I love James Bond, especially the one with Craig, um, Daniel Craig, you know, and, and on the first, in the first, uh, the first James Bond, Casino Royale, where um, M at, said, you're a blunt instrument. <laughs> and I'm like, that's me. I'm a blunt instrument. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes, anyway. ma'am. But it is, you know, I, I hear people talk about all these things and I'm like, oh, maybe I should be like that. And it's like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am who I am. I That's love right. me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like my favorite scenario would be is like having like <laughs> I saw this, I forget what this this movie was. It's one of those soft porn thing where, you know, this woman was being fucked and there's like a line of men waiting to just fuck her one after another. I'm like, yeah, that would be really good. I don't need candles. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just hard cops. <laughs> no ambiance necessary, right? Well, a clean bed, a clean sheet is good. Okay, <laughs> it's important. All right. There are some basics. Okay, good. That's right. <laughs> I have standard. That's right. That's right. Hold away. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, other question? My turn for another question. Um, you know, what just flashed is, you know, how in Brene Brown's podcast, she always asks her five questions at the end. I think one of them is a moment of profound gratitude recently, but I was thinking of like, tell me a moment of joy recently and what was happening. Like, 
tell me about, I know you are very well connected to joy. So I want to hear uh, about you. Sexually or, or in, in general, general, however, in general. Yeah. Oh, a moment of joy. Well, this is a moment of joy. Just talking about sex. It's <laughs> <laughs> so joyful. Awesome. I like, oh, I miss this lit up place. So mm -hmm. I will, I will take that. A moment of joy for me is to be able to talk about sex freely, openly, and and being outrageous about it, and not outrageous but real, you know, and not have to hold back, and I don't have to fit in anything. I don't give a sh you're right. So it's like. Yeah. So that's my, that's my joy. And it's also my, it's my being. People tend to just come up to me and start telling me about their sex life. It's just so funny. I, I swear, I, I, I was teaching a class up in Davis, you know, um, uh, training coaches. Yeah. Uh, and this old man who was like 70 something years old and during break he just came up and started talking about how him and his wife you know their sex life and all this stuff and i'm like what possessed you to know that i could handle that kind of right i can so it's it's that's great joy for me yeah. how about you i'll take yeah. my question what brings you joy well um so many things let's see some moment recently of joy um I, uh, my son is 17 and my partner, um, doesn't matter his age, but um, <laughs> hopefully he's younger and his cock goes all night long. Yes. Right. 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 <laughs> well, being a sexual blueprint, it doesn't really matter the age so much, you know, cause he's just always ready to go. Um, yeah. but a moment of joy recently was just going out to my, um, I call it my happy place in the summer. Uh, where I go to my RV and just kind of decompress and let the world go. And I went out with the two of them to close up for the season, you know, and I was just standing there on my deck, right, that my son helped me build last summer. Um, and they were covering my trailer for the winter. So it would be all nice and, you know, dry and everything when we get back in the spring. And I was just standing there just having this moment of total joy. Like, look at, I feel like a queen, you know, I get to have this beautiful place that I come and visit and decompress and kind of become a little hermit in the, in the summer, you know, and, um, and there's these two men that I love dearly, the two men that I love most in the world, you know, just taking care of me and serving me and, and supporting me in something that is dear to me, which is this little RV, you know, and um, I just felt so grateful and so joyful for this life. Yeah. Well, it, it, as I'm listening to you through the lenses of the erotic blueprint, I can feel you uh, talking from that energetic place. You know, mm -hmm. it just feels energetic. Like when I answer that question, you can feel my sexual directness, energy, and <laughs> yeah. and I can feel your your energetic. I don't yeah. know how to describe more that. spacious, like, more yeah, feel yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I don't feel that. I have lots and lots of moments like that. But it yeah. what really lit me up is the more direct. I don't want to call it confrontation, but it's it is kind of like direct combat, mm -hmm. direct thing, energy coming at you. And yours is more ethereal and more right. gentle. And it's like, there's a, I feel like there's a bubble around it. So, yeah. so you can even 
you know, now I'm like flashing through all these people in my life. I'm like, oh, that's why. Oh, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Probably like this or probably like that in bed also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Is, here's my last question. Is that, is there a correlation of like how we are in the world is how we are or similar to how we are in the bedroom? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're picking up on that. Absolutely. You know, you could you could use the you could think about the blueprints in terms of how you even approach in business, like a sexual blueprint right in there, direct right to the point. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm right there. And then that deal. <laughs> yeah, like here we are. Let's get the job done. You know, let's get yes. to the orgasm of the deal. You know, <laughs> yes. That's me. I'm a good closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Where the energetic is like, let's discuss this. Let's have a more comprehensive understanding a little more. It takes a little more time, but that's okay. We, we need the time, you know? So there's a way that we are embodying our blueprint all the time. And when we start to look like you're already intuiting and perceiving like you well, do. As much as we would like to hide behind all our roles and diplomas and blah, blah, blah. But we are at the core of sexual beings. That comes first over everything else. Yeah. So our, I would think that our blueprint shows up unless you really work hard at covering yourself up. Or right. maybe if you are a, what was that last one? Shapeshifter. A shapeshifter. Yeah. I know this part, but I don't know the word for it. A yeah, shapeshifter, yeah. Um, then it might be harder to guess who you yeah. are. Yeah. But if you know that, then you would guess that there are shapeshifters, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. And so you, by knowing this, we can use it in business. We can use it in everyday life. We can yeah. use it, you know, oh, well, it's mom. So let's, let's go easy with her. Oh, right. no, it's me. As let's just parent. hit her. Yeah. Let's give her the bottom line so that she can just get to it. Right. That kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. One of my colleagues that's a certified blueprint coach as well, uh, uses it in her early childhood, you know, in her Montessori school. She always is aware of her kids' blueprints. And you can think of it in terms of parenting. I think of it in terms of my son, like he needs a gentler touch. You know, if I just go straight at him, he's just like, mom, you blow me out of the water. You know, it's just too much for me. And it's like, okay, all right, let me just be a little more, you know, like this with you around, the, you know, around the edges. And then he gets it. He, he's the master of That's subtlety. so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really am excited at being able to use that with children so that yeah. we can help them understand themselves. We can treat them to what they, their level of interaction, what they need. I, okay. Like how cool would it be to honor our sexual being from childhood? Right. 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 Yeah. All righty then. On yeah. that note, we need to bring this to a close. Okay. Thank you so much for yeah. jumping on and playing the 10Q with me. Yeah. Is there, um, uh, I, I need to add your link. Is there something come up that you have that people could sign up for if they want yeah. to learn more about this? Thank you for asking. I have two things. One is I could give you the link so people could discover their erotic blueprint. Later. That's really fun for people to do. So I'll share that if you'd like. And the other thing is I have a class, a six-week Zoom series coming up for women only. It's the first women only I've ever done um, using the blueprint to inform how we connect more deeply with ourselves, 
really loving ourselves, accepting ourselves, healing ourselves, expressing ourselves, you know, so from the blueprint perspective, how we can learn more deeply about ourselves and honor our own sensuality, our own erotic nature, which most of us in some ways have had shut down, constricted, turned off, you know, so it really is an opportunity for women to come together in a, in a safe place with other women to expand and see themselves more deeply. So that awesome. starts the first week of November, and I'm happy to pop the event right into there too. Perfect. Do yeah. that, and I will update my my um, my show information. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for thank this you. fun and lovely conversation, and allowing me to talk about sex. That's so much fun. <laughs> yes. Who knew? You're such a bonus to be so yeah. alive around sexuality. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you for listening or watching this episode. I really appreciate you all being here. If you love what I do, please comment, please uh, like and share. If you have certain topic that you would like me to cover, send me um, a little note so that I will. Or if you want to come and play 10 questions with me, you don't even have to have a topic to, to talk about that. I love I know that when two human beings come together and have a conversation, there's always something delicious that come out of that. So 10 question is my way of getting to the heart of every human being that I come in contact with. Ta-da! All right. Thank you so much, Miss Elizabeth Carrington. I love you dearly. Love Bless you love. too. Bye, everyone. Bye.